Hello and welcome to Switch It. First up, an apology. Last week, we might have given the impression that England were favourites to win their Test Series in the West Indies. We now realise that this was an error. Almost without exception, England had been bobbins in that part of the world for half a century, and we should have known better. Yes, it was another bloody day in paradise, as the tourists extended a run that has seen just one victory in their last ten tests in the Caribbean. Bowled out for 77, made to spend almost an entire day in the field without taking a wicket, and then rolled over meekly on the fourth afternoon, this was one of the great thrashings, even by West Indies versus England standards. It could barely have been more humiliating if Joe Root had been asked to sit on Alan Stanford's knee. <laughs> First question, uh, Butch. Are you available to bat in the top five this week? <laughs> Am I L? Um, but Good wow, answer. What, a, what an extraordinary performance, truthfully. I mean, from last, last week we sat here and kind of went through all of the, um, all of the options, potential options for England selection, which... Granted, is not straightforward given all the all-rounders, seventeen wicket keepers, etc., etc. Um, Never but, too many. But none of them. But none of them. None of the ones that we came up with, with with explanations, I might add. Um, uh, you showed you working. Popped out. They didn't. They did not come. We we ended. We ended up with a, you know, with, with no broad, um, who who was in our side, no matter what they decided to do, whether two spinners, one spinner, seven spinners. Um, and um, and then having decided to go along the, the road of two spinners, picked the two guys who between them never bowl a maiden. Um, it's just so from from that point of view, you're kind of like a little bit agog, particularly when the opposition goes in with um, with, with four quicks and no spinner. We'll get onto that later. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then proceeded to to play horrendously. Really, I mean, you know, the the first innings with the ball, Jimmy was fantastic, and everyone was. Going on about how wonderful, you know, amazing Jimmy is being able to still bowl later on in the day and pick up wickets. Well, kind of that's his job, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from him, but he's picked as England's premier seam bowler. He is England's premier seam bowler, and that's he that's had it. one job and he did and, it, and he did it. Nobody else did, <laughs> but you know, fantastic. Um, and you know, everybody sort of walked off. The team walked off pretty smug in the knowledge that they, that you know. West Indies were 200 short and that the game was over. Kept um, them under 300. Little, vital, vital. Little, little did we know. I mean, just... Uh, and then, OK, Kemar Roach bowled really well, OK? But he's a test bowler. Again, that's his job. Um, to sort of, you know, throw your hands in the air and, and say, well, you know, what the hell were we supposed to do about that? Get bowled, We had to be bowled out for less than 100 with somebody just running up and bowling well. Um, it's just... It's just... It beggars belief. We were so bad. <laughs> So bad. So bad. Um, and not even so bad, it was good. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we didn't quite engrave 3-0 on, on the Wisdom Trophy um, last week, Miller. We, you know, we did oh. foresee potential for danger, but the extent to which uh, West Indies dominated, uh, that was quite uh, extraordinary. Uh, it was absolutely mental. I mean, you know, there, 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 are things, there are things that went on in that game that just, just, just make no sense. I mean, Jason Holder is a wonderful player. He's num- number one all-rounder in the world. But seriously, Jason Holder, 202 not out on a day when England don't take a single wicket. And Roston Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Roston Chase, who was, you know, when we looked at the team sheet, it was like, four quicks, no spinner. It's like, oh yeah, there is a spinner. Of course he's the all-rounder, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> sure, we, 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 we knew of Roston Chase, but... We did not know that Roston Chase was a eight for sixty in the in the fourth innings bowler. I mean, he averaged forty eight before this exactly. game with the ball. Absolute absolute um, scenes. And you could still argue that you know they didn't pick a spinner because he didn't spin one. 
This is also true. Slow bowling at its Slow finest. bowling, brilliant. John Campbell didn't spin more than he did. It was, it was, it was incredible. Um, <clears> but not entirely, not entirely un, unforeseeable because this is what England have done for the past two years. I mean, we, 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 I think all of us lulled into a false sense of security. Sanjay Mandraka somewhere out in India is wagging his fingers <laughs> like I told you so. But, uh, <laughs> you know, all of, all of, Michael all of Vaughan's England's. Got his tin hat on in Australia. But, you know, all of England's five, five test victories in a row, eight test victories out of the last nine yeah. are going into this game. I mean, you know, <clears throat> hindsight does say that uh, our 4-1 victory over India last summer was, you know, probably more comprehensive than it actually was, if you look at the... The, the, the scoreline score was flattering. Yeah, it certainly was. The scoreline was flattering. Um, however, given what England have just done away from uh, India have just done away from home in India, it still can't be underestimated that we beat them because Indeed. this is a fabulous Indian team. Mm. I don't think there's any there can be any question about it. Indeed, that. but the one thing that India consistently got wrong in that series, particularly at Lords, was selection. selection. Pick the well, wrong they, team. They picked the wrong team in the first test. They then did what hopefully England won't do in in the Caribbean, which is pick the test the team that they should have picked for the first team in the second in the second test. Precisely. Um, that. You know. That's what that's that's where India's mistake came from. So they were sort of two 0 down before before they'd even got out got their kit out of the bag. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so yeah, so so some people might say, well, you know, um, picking the wrong the wrong two bowlers. How does that you know that's got nothing to do with England being bowled out for seventy seven? Well, in terms of being bowled out, you're absolutely one hundred percent right. But in terms of um, Perhaps the West Indies only having 180 on the board, 200 on the board instead of 280, that makes a world of difference. Um, So, of course it matters. Of course it matters that you pick the wrong team. Um, you know, how much more evidence do you need than, than, than England batting well, in the last innings I mean, with, look, with 630 on the ball? I mean, look at, look at, look at that, that first innings. Abroad, um, got, in the absence of Broad, you've got Jimmy and Stokes took 9 for 105 between them, mm-hmm. which is not, not, not far from 77. And then you've got the other the rest of the bowlers, 1 for 167, I think, was combined. Mm. Which, you know, and then you take, take into the fact, take into account that uh, Jimmy and Brody, Jimmy and Brody, keep saying him, but Jimmy and Stokesy mm. were guys who you just could not just keep throwing the ball back to in the second innings. You could not expect yeah. them to they, they perform magic. ran their legs off. Ran their legs they? off, almost to the detriment of, their, of England's prospects for the rest of the series. But mm. of course, we will see mm. come Antigua. England simply mm. didn't have a, a third seamer to turn to, and that's no, that's no direct this of Sam Curran who's a no. magnificent player but you know he, he was played out of position it's well, like like asking David De Gea to be strike centre forward it's, you, it's, you, know the thing you don't that, do that you know the thing that reminded me of was, was when was the, the, it was a Headingley Test match um, 1997 Ashes my first Ashes series uh, with the scores at, at, at one all mm-hmm. um, England made the huge decision to leave out Andy Caddick and played Mike Smith at Headingley on, on a on a deck that went up and down, absolutely, and it's it's a similar sort of thing. You know, you got a guy, Mike Smith, terrific, terrific county bowler, swung the ball round corners, but if the ball doesn't swing, he's four foot seven and, and, and relies on pitching the ball up and getting people to nick it when it swings. Um, Andrew Caddick on any type of surface is a magnificent bowler. Is a be- is a better bowler than Mike That's Smith. Such a good shout! I'm nicking no. that for my my best five cock up, <laughs> cock up selections. So, so you know, so we, so you do the same thing again, and and the and the only. And the other thing, the other reason why that was such a such a bad call, particularly when you've only got three seamers out there on the park, um, is because in all of the history of cricket in the West Indies, whether they've been, uh, whether the pitches have been slower or faster or favouring spin or or uh, you know like glass and favouring quick bowlers, tall quick bowlers always on either side. 
you know, the, the, the again, the side that won down there, 2004, the side that I was in, we had four guys, with the exception probably of Matthew Hoggard, but Hoggy's still six foot three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four blokes who ran up and, and hit more opposition batsmen than I've ever seen mm-hmm. in any series uh, that I've played in with England. Four big, strong, tall guys who could wang the ball, get the ball up around chest height and weren't reliant on the ball moving sideways through the air or off the pitch in order to make things happen. And so just knowing your history of, 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 of West Indies cricket, picking Sam Curran in front of Stuart Broad was a, was a bad call. It's just a bad, bad call. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and we haven't even got onto the batters yet. I mean, crikey. You've got, you've got two openers auditioning for, the, for a role. One of whom has already had a had a, a, a pretty decent go before, and it hasn't gone particularly well. So he's on his, you know, we spoke about it. He's on his dog's life almost, and he batted like it. Keaton Jennings, Rory Burns made some runs in the second day. Great. Johnny Bairstow is auditioning as a, as a Test match number three, as far as I'm concerned. Ben Stokes batting at number five, having bowled himself into the ground, is a place too high. It's probably a place too high anyway, given his record and given the way that he plays. Um, Josh Butler despite being the only one of England's top seven to average 40 since the beginning of 2018 the only one not even Joe Root averages 40 in that period of time um, is uh, where was I is still auditioning as a, as a test match specialist batsman you know he still is I don't care you know I don't care how yeah. brilliantly he's played it's still you know his his red ball experience such as it is in first class cricket and in test match cricket is so limited what, one test so, hundred in yeah, but, and he's and he's played brilliantly. Not having a go at Joss, I'm just saying that he's he is not he's not as sort of like a you know a, an absolute banker as a top six player as yet. So you've got a batting lineup which is Joe Root plus five other guys who are, who are trying to figure out either either figure out what they're doing, either you know what the hell am I doing in the side? I i.e. Keaton Jennings, and the rest of them are still feeling their way. And you get surprised when a bloke runs up and bowls well, does his job with a new ball, and suddenly they get blown blown away for nothing. Um, well, it, it it blows my mind. It really does. <laughs> well, we'll certainly uh, come on to all of that. Um, Miller, you mentioned Brody, who, who of course wasn't picked. Um, going right back to the beginning, England clearly misread the pitch uh, so badly it might as well have been a Scandinavian love poem. Um, but <laughs> what was you know was this one of the great WTF moments? I think you were talking about Darren Pattinson when we were, when we were covering yes, the game, but I, but Curran above Broad uh, and, and everything that he could have brought. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't because we. I think everyone, the selectors included, was seduced by the success England had in the in Sri Lanka before Christmas, and obviously Anderson got one <coughs> wicket. Broad bowled very well actually, but didn't get the rewards when he did play in the third test. And so there was a slight, slight sort of at the back of mind that England have got this funky. Multifaceted lineup. They back to ten. They've got bowling options all over the place. Ah, just fling the cards down and see what happens. It clearly was a bad error. We've we've been through all of the permutations in the last pod, so we don't need to bang on about it too much. Except to say that you know Joe Root did come out afterwards and sort of defend the boldness. I think he called it. You could call it stupidity as well. But it was it was boldness that England are willing to to risk defeat to try and find the right combination to win in difficult conditions. And I, I, I think I think it's been disingenuous, frankly. Yeah. I think he, he called it completely wrongly. But yeah. it doesn't change the fact that, as we've been saying for an awfully long time now, this is an incredibly talented England lineup, And the fact mm. that there are so many players who are so talented in so many disciplines, current included, probably, not justifiably in this, in this occasion, but probably clouds the mind a little bit. Mm. I think we can muddle through because mm. we, got, we have got options in every department here. 
But it's uh, it just goes to show that every now and again you just need to back what you know is going to be successful in those conditions. You know what, I, by half. I wish I wish that they'd come out and gone because everybody, every captain, every team management has, has made a howler in terms of selection. Every single one, and we should come out and said, you know what, well, we got that wrong. Mm. And we got it wrong. We will, you know, we'll we'll learn lessons from it and move on. Not make up, make excuses and and give and give reasonings as to why as to why you made the call that you made. Because because. Even even if they're backing the idea of playing two spinners, which is fine, I don't I have no issue with that. We're thousands of miles away; we can't see what the deck looked like, um, you know, at the toss. Maybe it was the right call. You need to score more than seventy-seven to make it the right call. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, but but it was not the right call to play Moeen and, and Rashid. It was that's never the right call. I not mean, if, if we, not, well, not when you've got Jack Leach, a guy who who could have bowled, who could potentially have bowled forty overs or something in the innings gone for less than 100 and picked up two wickets if it wasn't spinning and picked up five if it was you know and you, so, but, you, but you give the old firm of, of Moeen and, and, uh, and Rash another chance away from home to prove once again that they can't keep a lid on scoring, they can't bowl long spells, they can't, <laughs> can't, can't, uh, can't post attacking fields because the ball's going to all parts and every once in a while Moeen bowls an absolute Jaffer and takes a wicket I mean, how many more times who, do we need to see this? Who would have thought it? How many, <laughs> how many more might, times might go around the park? How a bit many times do we need to see this to be the lead before, before they go? Before <laughs> they go, you know what? We've got this other fellow in the side here. He's really good at this bowling spin lark, bowling long spells, and not going at five and over. Why don't we play him instead? <laughs> so, will he come in for for Antigua? Well, if 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 they decide that they need two spinners, yes. I mean, and there's a chance in Antigua that that might be the case. That uh, that deck at uh, the Sir Vivian Richards ground is not solid. It's not quick by any means. It has or it hasn't been in any of the cricket that I've seen played there. And so two spinners again might not be the wrong call. And I mean, the other it, thing, of course, is Moeen's batting has gone to such pop yeah, yeah. That, that you you may think that actually Moeen's the one once again. You know, you, he, he's such a he does this all the time. Just to, <laughs> you do wonder whether you know his his peaks and troughs are so extreme that he may just need a break. And again, he may may, may be a chance to give. Current a chance to retain his place, bring Broad in. You know, who knows? It's it, it, it's it's it's, it's, re- it's you know what, and it, it's made even more difficult by the fact that. And, and I, sp- I spoke to Stewie actually last week because he was he was in Sky doing the doing the, the live um, games, and he said that having spoken to to both um, Ben and uh, and Sam before they went away on the tour, that both of them were kind of quite sanguine about the idea that they might not play. You know, Sam could see a situation where if they played two spinners or whatever, that he wasn't going to get in as the as the, as the third seamer. Certainly, wasn't going to open the bowling. Damn, he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and Ben Ben was looking at it and going, well, you know, they could fit, they could fit an extra extra guy in the top in the top five, an extra bat play an extra batsman, or they might decide if if they go with two spinners that they can play four quicks as well, and maybe I'll miss out too, and Joss or Johnny will take the gloves, preferably Joss for me, but that you know that's another <laughs> if Johnny's gonna pat three. But that's a, that's another argument. So so again, you know, going into this next test match, England might think to themselves, Oh crikey, can we afford to go in with three quicks again? But the pitch looks like it's gonna turn. The one place that you can look to be able to do all of those things is probably Ben Folks, which is really tough on Ben Folks. Mm. But how many bloody keepers do you need to play in the side? He has you know, muddied the waters big stuff. Yeah, and it, we said that again. We said that last week that that was that was entirely the case. Um, you know, England seemed to be to be set on Johnny Bairstow batting at, at, at number three, which again I don't I don't have an issue with because nobody else on the trip that you'd say would do it better. But I still think long term that you know at, at Graham Thorpe um, number five role 
without keeping wicket is is a better position for for Johnny. But he, you know, who knows? He, he's very good at proving people wrong. So perhaps he'll <laughs> perhaps he'll get it sorted up there. Um, uh, just just some numbers on on Moeen, who obviously yeah. his the strength he offered England lower down the order was was a, a great boon. Um, certainly going back a, a couple of seasons, but um, since the start of the 2017-18 Ashes, um, 17.56 with the bat. Since the start of the Sri Lanka tour, 9.75 and uh, 150 in 24 innings. Not pretty. And, and that was at number three, actually, mm. the versus <laughs> India. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, he's been he's been messed around, you know, for the, for the advocates of in and of outside Murray dropped last um, And none of, us, none of us here have got, you know, have got a word to say against him, really. I mean, he's, he's, he's been fabulous for England, um, given the amount of roles that he's been asked to fulfil. Um, you know he's he's gonna he's gonna find these issues because one week he's asked to open one next week he's asked about number three he always seems to be the bloke whose position um, gets gets moved around when England need to do something funky in terms of selection when when you play you know when you play at home um, and you could say in the Caribbean um, and you could see say in Australia when you're playing sort of normal cricket um, number seven and 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 either one of one spinner or, or one of two is, is entirely the role that he should be in. But he gets to do that so you know, so rarely because he's always moving up and down that you, you, you can kind of explain away his, uh, his, uh, his ups and downs, his peaks and troughs in, in the way that he gets treated. He gets treated as a peak and as a trough. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly serves up the odd trough <laughs> <laughs> we've had some peaks too um, I mean it, it, Miller does this sort of we've talked a lot about funky cricket total cricket all that sort of thing is this just um, a reminder of the importance of old fashioned cricket you know <laughs> and some getting, <laughs> getting your selection right getting, your fundamentals uh, getting right. the balance of the team right yeah I mean it does not detract from the opportunities England do have with this multifaceted 15 man squad they've got I mean obviously do, do you remember we had a conversation didn't we a little while back I think it was just at the end of the, the Sri Lanka series where you were talking about you know the total cricket and all this kind of stuff and how wonderful it was and I said suddenly beginning with a B you did conversation yeah. was one word for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but this this is this what has happened or, or what is happening at the moment it was kind of illustrates my point mm-hmm. you still need people to be able to go out and hold down specialist jobs score score runs openers needing to see off the new ball in order to make things easier for numbers three and four um, and five or whatever guys who are gonna who are gonna bat for long periods of time when things aren't going yeah. your way and that's you know that's not England England yeah. didn't do that against India particularly they haven't done that in series when they've been successful they certainly haven't done that in series when they've been when they've been poor and and a team that gets that can be bowled out in a session what twice that's happened twice in the last I think it's uh, three, three times, times three times um, in the last 18 months I mean, and, and uh, this one doesn't quite count because it was nine wickets in the session so <laughs> right. but, but previously you had um, Trent Bridge against India Auckland obviously uh, and, and Dhaka, Dhaka yeah. Yeah. in 2016 just, that, so. just need some some no. people who have so who have the requisite the technique and, and temperament mm. And a willingness to play dirty, to score some dirty runs, some filthy runs when your team <laughs> needs them, and th- and this <laughs> crikey! Speaking I, of, I, I can I can see the point, Spencer. <laughs> I, I reserve I reserve <laughs> the point enough. though. I reserve the point that the the, the way the, the the way the teams are evolving is such that if Stuart Broad is the closest thing he got to an out and out rabbit, 
as a specialist, given a guy who has in the past scored 169 as a batsman, yeah. is you know it, it, the times are changing. He's that's, no Glen McGraw. With that's, that. that's very true, but that, but that's that's a consequence of that's a consequence of the, of the people who happen to be your best players, yes. as opposed to being a strategy. Oh, totally, um, completely agree. But the point, yeah. the point the point remains that England do have options within this team, and, and there's no way that they're going to bin those options. The one thing they do lack, though and particularly in the absence of Ollie Stone, is out and out quick. And that was where they were completely torn a new one. Shannon Gabriel's spell on that, in that fourth, fourth innings when no one else, until Chase got involved, no one else was making things happen. In he comes, gives Root the hurry up. Mm. That's something England simply can't do. You can't expect Stokes to do that every day of the week because, mm. you know, he'll well, break himself. Well, the thing is you can if, if he's got... If he's got if, support. If he's either got a, a spinner who can bowl lots of overs mm-hmm. for not very, very many runs... Or he's got, or he's part of a four-man fast bowling attack. Yes. He can do that. What he can't do is is be be a stock bowler and do that at the same time. Precisely. Well, you two can retire to your corners for now. We'll <laughs> round on that one. Uh, you mentioned dirty, filthy runs. Mm. Um, now, Rory Burns looks <laughs> yeah. uh, looks a bit like one of those wooden men chopping logs that come out of a cuckoo <laughs> clock. Um, but, but he's he's mighty effective. He is. Well, I mean, that's you know, that's what he does. I mean, there's no. There are no airs and graces about the way Rory Burns goes about scoring the many runs that he has scored in the last five or six years. Um, however, he just does does what's necessary as an opening batsman. It's, it's old fashioned. It's Dean Elgar like. It's uh, um, you know, it's it's Alistair Cook like. Well, actually, actually, I disagree. It's, it's it, 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 the one thing I've been really impressed with with, with, with Burns. This is not on. <laughs> one, the one thing I'm really impressed with Burns in the last couple of couple of tests, well, Kelly and now here is the way in which he has taken those attributes of old-school batting but actually adapted his game to fit the, the new-school, faster-through-the-fog mentality that Trevor Bayliss has imposed on the side. <laughs> you know, you could, you, could not have, you could not have... England could not have won in Palakelli if Burns had come in and played an old-school Alice Cook blockathon that didn't set up the momentum for the guy sure, in the middle. Sure. And, you know, he, he scored six sure. of his but, runs in boundaries. But, in but, in, so. but again, I think... We need, I think but, Starting right now, we need to park the Sri Lanka series because I don't disagree. Because <laughs> simply because the conditions were such, and England, fair play and hats off to them, decided that the the best strategy to try and win under those extreme conditions of heat and turning pitches and whatever was to try and score as fast as they possibly can. That is not the sort of cricket that, Eng- that is going to win England the Ashes. Um, later on in the year, and it's not certainly not the sort of cricket that's going to win them a series in the Caribbean. Mm. It just is not. So you know, great, and of course, brilliant. Rory Burns was able to go out there and do all that kind of stuff, but people weren't bowling at his head. No, you know, that, you know. <laughs> so under, but, in, in the way that he's going to play is the way that he played in the second innings. Because you've got to know where your off stump is. You've got to bob and weave a little bit. You've got to you, you've got to have a strength, and his strength is very much that if the if the ball gets a little bit straight on him, he'll tuck them away and he'll he'll score. Um, you know, the one area where Keaton Jennings is, is well, I say one area, it's one of many, um, <laughs> is really struggling with is that you couldn't say to yourself with any degree of certainty, what's, you know, where should you not bowl at, at Keaton Jennings? What's his strength? How is he going to punish you if you stray into this area? Mm. At the moment, it looks like they can run up and bowl it pretty much anywhere and they've got him covered. Um, you know, so, so, you know, with Rory Burns, you start, you look at it against the way that he, the way he played in that mm. second. You go, well, okay, if you get too straight on this kid, he's going to ping you away and he'll hit it for four. Mm. You know, a little bit short and wide, left-hander staple, who hit that too. But the rest of the time, 
He's playing for his off stump and he's, he's chewing up deliveries. He's mm. chewing up time. He's, he's doing what, a, what an opening batsman is supposed to do. And those guys sat up there in the dressing room um, at numbers three, four and five. If you get a couple of guys out there who are willing to do that for you more times than not, everybody suddenly calms down and the collapse yeah. becomes a much, a much less likely phenomenon. Um, at the moment, that you know, they're all sat up there with the bloody pads on, I should think. But the thing, the thing, the thing that's, <laughs> going back to the thing that impressed me though is he he seems to be able to 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 speed up his tempo without losing discipline. Mm. There's none of the other guys who are naturally quick tempo can slow down and re- and gain extra discipline. They slow down, get stuck, and get out. Mm. And it's you know, I'm, it's a credit to Burns that he's able to buy into yeah. the, the overarching mentality of a gung-ho squad and, and, that's where, and, and look, that's, look the part. That's where the comparison with Alistair Cook comes mm. in, not, notwithstanding sort of, you know, the slightly crab-like moves across the crease, etc. It's just that his brain does not, he doesn't get mm. ahead of himself. He doesn't feel if he, if he plays out three or four maidens on the trot that he's under any pressure. He just, yeah. just wants to stay at the crease. In, in the first innings, I think he was on, what, two off 25, 30-odd mm. balls, and then yeah. a little bit unfortunate with, with the way he managed yeah. to play on, but he, it, it wasn't he got himself out through Frustration no, or, no. or look, I mean, it, he's, he's again still very, very, um, very, very young in terms, in Test match terms, but he's what twenty, what twenty seven, twenty eight now. Rory, he's, he's played a lot of cricket in much the same way that Andrew Strauss, Strauss had done when he mm. came into the Andrew. team. Um, he understands, he knows what he's doing. He's got an enormous amount of first class runs behind him, um, and he is the one shining positive out of, an, of a debacle of a Test match. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so that, that, that's. With an, 80, with an 80. Um, <laughs> with an 80. <laughs> I mean, uh, talked um, at length about Keaton Jennings uh, <laughs> and, and where he doesn't look comfortable. Um, is Joe Denley a viable candidate to come in? He's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good point. Is that a good starting place? That's at number four for I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 my memories of Denley from, from the last time he played for England, obviously, notwithstanding the T20, was of a guy who looked very talented but, but didn't... Didn't turn his turn his uh, turn his starts into anything. Um, he never never struck me as a guy who was going to be the answer to any any long-standing question. Put it that way. I know he's gone away to Kent and done wonders last season and scooped the board in every department. But you know, second division cricket, we've we've seen in in recent times that there is a growing difference between the standard there and the standard in top flight, let alone Test cricket. Um, if he's if he is the answer, then well played him. But I, I strongly <coughs> doubt whether whether. He really is the answer. I think all of his runs over the, the last couple of seasons with Kent have come at, at number four. They have. Well, um, look, he's the only option that England has <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a stand-in specialist batsman. So, um, given uh, give, the, the, the positive things in his favour at the moment, one, he's not playing, he didn't play in the last <laughs> inning. <laughs> Two, he's not <laughs> Keaton Jennings. Um, three, you know, in his, in his 30s and having, you know, having played as much cricket as he has, I don't think it matters so much that he's making his debut because he should have you know, the, the, the requisite knowledge of his own game and, and et cetera, et cetera, to be able to go out there and cope with that. And we're not asking him to, to, to be you know, England's opening batsman standing for the Ashes. Um, that's not what you're asking. What you're I'm saying is, to front well, I need, we need you to come. We need you to come in and and, ha- and rescue or give us a situation where we might get to 70, 80 for 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 none a little bit more often, um, and give us some a platform to build. To give the rest of the batsmen a platform to build build from in a series that we re- need to win right now, and we'll worry about what happens later. We'll see who comes up on the ranks afterwards. But Keaton Jennings is not the answer to, to any of these any of these questions. He won't be. He's not now, and he won't be come the Ashes. Do you I, think no, I, I, absolutely. This is the point where they should draw I, I the line. So. Absolutely. Uh, two tests still. In I think the, for the his series. for his sake, um, as much as anybody else. Series on the line. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, for his know, sake as much as anybody else's, because it's just it, at the minute it's just horrible watching him play. I mean, Cummins and Stark, Pattinson, Hazel, Hazelwood. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be brutal. And he's, you know, I, from people that, that have seen him play a lot more than I have, obviously in county cricket, they've said that when he, you know, when he's on, he's a fabulous, fabulous player. So it's in there somewhere. But at the minute, you know, it, and it's just it's it's destroying it's him, to get out. and it's and it's not helping the team out in in any way, shape, or form. And all this bunk about him being great at short leg and a terrific bloke, sod that. His job <laughs> is to score runs, um, and he doesn't look like being able to do it. And it's just getting worse. No sentiment. Um, what, one other little um, stats nugget from uh, the test: Joe Root's average is now below fifty for the first time since two thousand and fourteen. Gosh. Um, Obviously, this coincides with his um, taking over the captaincy in the last couple of years. But is it <laughs> something to concern uh, well, him and the team, or, or just the, the, I mean, these things? Well, when, when these you things can, um, when you consider that a couple of a couple of seasons ago, flow. when you consider a couple of seasons ago, the gripe about Joe Root was he never converted his fifties to a hundred, and yet he's only just stopped averaging fifty. It just goes to show how often he got to fifty, and now he's not getting there. I mean, he he looked. He, I was worried about his 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 reaction to extreme pace in that fourth innings. I mean, he he looked rattled by by um, Shannon Gabriel, Gabriel in in a way that uh, surprised me. He, you know, he's a go, guy who's always seemed to have more time than anyone else. And you know, two or three times he hit on the gloves. He reprieved on no ball, obviously. I mean, he just never looked settled in a in a in a way that surprised me genuinely because you know mm. he is he is a class apart from well pretty much everyone else in the England batting lineup. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. I, I made the point before we started the show that I, I wonder whether he's, you know, we hear a lot about these back issues of his. That he's starting to resemble um, Michael Atherton a bit with the short ball and that he can't get underneath it. I don't recall seeing him duck or really trying to sway and evade the ball. He seems to be going up with it, which if, you know, if you're quick enough and you can get it to rise sharply enough, he's going to get you in all kinds of problems. Um, you know, as it as it did in that innings. So, you know, perhaps it's just a bit of a blip. It's the first time we saw anything like that in the test match, really. There wasn't a lot of chin music going around, certainly none from our side, <laughs> but, um, you know, from, from the West Indies up until that point, and maybe it was just, you know, it was a bit of a shock. Um, but just going back to his, his numbers coming down, I wonder if somebody like Jared maybe would, would be the right man to put onto this. But, again, you can only... Batting at number three or batting at number four, if you're always walking to the crease in the first three or four overs, your you know, your your percentage of survival or being able to get yourself to thirty and make a hundred or whatever starts to come down too. I mean that's just you know, because the opener's job is to go out there and blunt some of that and make it easier for the guys coming behind you. Um, and with you know I think it was Jennings and, and Burns' opening stand of eighty was their biggest since twenty sixteen or something. Yeah, that's right. I the think, biggest uh, opening stand for England in Cook and, in, Cook and Jennings in, in, two and in Mumbai. Uh, you know, previously, so that yeah. you know, so that will have an effect on on the numbers of, of guys batting at three and four for sure. Um, but you know, again, watched it had a, had a ringside seat. Well, almost I was in Mumbai, but watching Kohli play um, play one of the best things I've ever seen in Test match cricket and uh, made the hundred at Perth. In Perth, it, almost on a, you know <laughs> on a on a flyer pitch. He did a bit. It moved sideways. Guys bowling quickly, etc. And it was magnificent. He played one of the one of the great Test match innings, and, I, and I'm guessing. And I'm, what I'm saying is, is that for Joe, who has been um, named uh, as being one of the best, you know, three, four batsmen in the world now for the last four or five years, he, he needs to start playing playing innings that are kind of that elevate him above his the, the quagmire of the rest of the batting in the in the in the lineup. That's how important he is. 
and that's how good he needs to be in order to drag these guys along with him. Um, and, and for for now, that's not happening. For now, he's not he's not been able to find that within within himself to do that. Um, that's what England need, and it's a lot of pressure. It's more pressure than just being the captain of the side and, and the best player. But that's kind of the, and, and I'm sure that's the type of challenge that he would really love to accept and it's one that England desperately need him to. I mean he did play a blinder in, in that one innings in Sri Lanka so it's not as if he's completely yep. fallen off a cliff yep. but it's you know it, 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 it cannot not be a worry because he is so good and mm. he should be better than, than he currently is. Uh, as for West Indies uh, we'll, we'll move on to the winning team now. Uh, uh, this, this was a, a signal <laughs> a signal victory one with an overwhelmingly uh, Bajan Bajan <laughs> flavour uh, as well, if we overlook Shimmer and Hetmeyer for a moment, not that I want to. Um, but uh, Jason Holder was a, a colossus, uh, almost as if the statue of Gary Sobers outside Kensington Oval had come to life. Um, I mean, he's confounded England before, made Test 100 at Antigua a, a few years ago, obviously captained them in Headingley, uh, that victory. Um, but this match seemed to take him to another level, Miller. Yeah, totally. I mean, he, he, is, a, he is a stupendously Stupendous character, full stop. I mean, you know, it's a, a bit like Graham Smith back in the day. Given the given the captaincy of a of a, of a team in chaos at <laughs> a really pass. really re- hospital pass captaincy <laughs> at a really young age. I think he was twenty three when he when he got the job, and he's grown into the job to such a degree that you know he's now got you know, as you say he's got seven Bayesians around him. He's got his got his core of, of of support around him, and you know each of those guys, Ross and Chase and and um, Darrich, two two of his closest friends in the game, let alone teammates were there to, to, to play along alongside him in what was turned out to be a perfect captain test. I mean, mm. you know, he, he you know, his bowling was outstanding as well. I mean, it, it reminded me of, you know, if Angus Fraser could swing the ball, that's what he would have produced on a, on a, on a, on a, on a day in day basis. Really high cloud snacks, cloud snagging action, no great no great pace, but you know, hit the spot every time, get bounce, get movement, get wickets. And, you know, he, he has been an absolute handful with the ball and then with the bat, my God, you know, just mm. The way the way he just he just climbed into England on that on that day it was just you forget that you know the, the what was it twenty one hundred twenty for six at one stage it was sixty odd for five they were they were in serious strife uh, in in an individual innings basis obviously they were cruising it in the in the context of the innings of the of the match but at that moment he came in basically last man standing to get themselves to a position where they couldn't lose a test. <laughs> And, yeah, and, and, then and then some, and then plenty. <laughs> after then after plenty. eighteen wickets fell yeah, on, on exactly. day two, we had, then, we had none on none. day three, and England didn't look like taking one if they'd played into day four. No, serious pain, a lot of pain. It was brilliant, absolutely the perfect strategy. Don't don't enforce a follow on. Try and kill Jimmy Anderson and Ben <laughs> Stokes, and they did everything. They did everything that they needed to do, including winning the game. Um, you know, Dowrich played superbly as well. Um, Hetmeyer has given us a bit of a glimpse as to what might be to come from him. He's um, fun. He's a lot of fun. I tell you <laughs> who else is it? His his mate at um, uh, Guyana, uh, um, Shafane Rutherford. He can play too. They've got they've got some they've got some batters out there um, that will be putting pressure on the likes of Darren Bravo to kind of to to, to score because you know somebody like Jason Holder might feel now you know what that this team is starting to to really to grow. Um, and these youngsters are starting to come into their own terrific environment to kind of to almost to keep out the the the, uh, the woes of the past and the players of the past, and to, to you know to keep to keep pushing forward because they've certainly got some ability out there. Um, there was an injury, wasn't there? That it was Gabriel 
Was it Gabriel got had to go toe? off with his toe yeah, or whatever? Cut the t- you know, if, if he doesn't make it for the Antigua Test match, then they can you know throw in this our mate O'Shane, who, who <laughs> I O'Shane can't Thomas. wait to see yeah. Test matches. I really can't, and particularly given the way that England played the played the pace in the last game. Wait till <laughs> they see this fella; he can wang them down there. Um, so yeah, they, they've got a lot to smile about right now, and you know that. I don't think, you know, I didn't listen back to the show last time. It might surprise you. I don't ever do that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I don't think I, I don't think we were disparaging of, of the West Indies in, no, in the pod learn. last time. Yeah. I know there have been one or, one or two um, pundits elsewhere that have kind of suggested that they're awful and, and whatever. But I, that's just... Cert- that's, <coughs> boy, yeah. that's, that's well, just, it just isn't the case. I think I mean, from if memory... Watching, if, you, if, you, if, if you've had an eye on what's been going on over there, they've got a lot of guys who can really play. Um... And Holder is a is a terrific leader. Um, Shea Hope looks like a you know, fabulous Test match player. Um, they've got a lot of things to 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 be to be happy about. You know, the, the spin thing is interesting because um, Roston Chase looks a decent enough batter in the in the top five or six, but decent enough. Um, and as a bowler, it's like you know, a bit like Joe taking eight for really. You know, I don't. But I, well, I, I, England I don't made think, him look like Lance Gibbs, and I don't, I don't think I'm being, being particularly harsh there. I think, I think from, mem- from memory, we were talking about it last week. I mean, mm. under under Stuart Law, they won six tests in fifteen. I think it's been yeah. eight in about twenty four recently, yeah. which which roughly equates to a two one series loss or maybe a one all mm. if you get a draw. Yeah. So you know that this is this is the type of side they are. They are incredibly good at just. Pricky a few egos here and there. Yeah. Never better than England, obviously, in, yeah. in Headingley and, and Antigua. Sorry, Barbados <clears> last time, <throat> Barbados this time. You know, they're really good at just muscling through and, and putting on a show. What they haven't been so good at is sealing the deal. And that's going to be the real interesting bit, how they mm. follow up this victory against, yeah. against a team that now effectively had the warm-up game that they didn't have coming into it. They've had a hurry-up game, frankly. It's like, wake up, you, you numpties. Get, 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 get your game brains on. Pick the right side and go out and prove what you're really like. So I would expect England to come back in Antigua if they pick the right team for the right pitch. and We'll see what they do there. But if they pick the right team for the right pitch, I expect them to put on a much, much, much better showing. Uh, yeah. whether, whether that's going to be good enough to be decided on a roll is a different thing. I, I think, that, again, going back to the West Indian side of things, to have to have played and won in that fashion, this wasn't a sort of like a, you know a, a miracle last day run chase um, to to win a test match that they perhaps shouldn't have mm. didn't have any right to win, aside from playing brilliantly to win it <laughs> <Yes>. obviously. <laughs> uh, but they did you know they, 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 this is a test match that they led from start to finish. Yeah. You know it was an obliteration, um, and so you know the, the confidence that that will have given all of them and the, and the pleasure as well. Mm. I mean to the, the real sort of. <laughs> absolute warmth that would be running through all of them in, in, a, in a job as unbelievably well done as that will knit them together and, and spur them on to, to repeat repeat that sort of level of performance. You're not always going to get that repeat that level of result. They'll expecting them to push back at them, but if they perform at that level again, then there's a very good chance that they you know they may win again. They certainly won't get beaten, you know. And that's and that's how teams start to come together and start to believe that they. Um, you know they're 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 capable of of mixing it with the best on a regular basis. So it was a wonderful, wonderful result for them. Um, just just on Roston Chase. I mean, uh, which you were saying that kind of with that those numbers on the board, it kind of whoever takes the wickets, it doesn't really matter. But um, yeah. as as friend of the pod, uh, Vish Hantaraja pointed out, uh, <laughs> Chase is eight for sixty, better than Shane Warne's best, uh, uh, eight for seventy one, better than Graham Swan's best for that matter. Mm. Uh, so uh, part part time spinner. 
it was more than that the other day. I mean, yeah, as you say, he didn't really spin it, but then the, the pitch wasn't doing a lot. The pitch was the pitch had died just enough for it to no longer be a, a cakewalk for the quicks, as it had been the first innings. England have found a little bit of something, and then on he comes to that final over before lunch, nips out Burns, and um, you know he's got the opening required, and then England's lack of lack of discipline thereafter just was was pretty shocking. But mm. all you can do as a spinner in the fourth innings is is put it where it needs to be, and and do your best and he did more than that I mean you know in a weird sort of way he vindicated England's weird selection because if England had no, well no in a weird sort of way <laughs> in, in, the, in that there was something in the end that, that proved that the pitch wasn't quite the flying pace dominated pitch that it had been in the first season no you're right no, didn't, didn't remotely no. <laughs> but England did, England's, England's spinners were not necessarily superfluous had they been in that position in the final innings but they weren't and, no uh, but I don't know as, as I think I said on the TV the other night that you'd, I'd, I'd have fancied myself taking <laughs> a few wickets with 640 on the board. I mean, you know, you, you have it, you have everything you, you need in your favour. Catchers around the bat, batsmen afraid to play any shots. It's usually, um, it's usually know, with Australia, 640 on the board. Acres, <laughs> acres of time in front. You know, that's you know that those are the absolute ideal conditions to be bowling any mm. sort of spin, um, even straight spin. And bloody, <laughs> you know, and again. Does he does he now sort of become the bogeyman every time that, that he gets thrown the ball, which which likely to be after a sort of barrage of quick bowling? Do England all of a sudden go, oh Christ! Now what do we do? Do we have to, <laughs> do we have to show this guy that he's rubbish, or do we play him with respect? What do mm. we do? He's now got the he's got the 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 eye of whatever they call it, eye of Horus. <laughs> he's got the, you know whatever it is that Sauron. an Indian sign over a West Indian sign over the England batters now. He's got eight for oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> well, yeah, um, if England had um, won the toss, if they hadn't collapsed like a sun-bleached deck chair underneath Raheem, Raheem Cornwall, uh, <laughs> all these things, uh, spin, their spinners might have had a go too. I mean, we, you've touched on it, it, England bound to, to fight back, bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, can West Indies sustain the level? England haven't come back from 1-0 down to, to win too many Three match series no. uh, in recent memory. Very, very hard. Flanker in 2001, about the last I can think of. There is one more recent. The, the, the last time they came from 1 0 down to, to win a test series. In India? Uh, that was quite that was recent. A, they, that was a five match, though, wasn't it? That it's was worth, a five yeah. match, a, f- a four match series. Four. They came from behind to beat India at home in uh, 2014 as well, having lost, lost at Lords. Lords yeah. yep. Last time they won a three match series from 1 0 down at New Zealand. 2008, the, the, the Jimmy Broad um, United, mm. and here we are, a thousand wickets later, as, as <laughs> yeah, all the, the golden, the whizzy graphs and stats we did for that on the amazing scene, day yeah. one of the test. Jimmy and Broad to the rescue—that's that's what it has to be. But I mean, but will it be? I mean, this this is the fascinating thing. I mean, we've seen this before with West Indies, and obviously George wrote his, 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 his opus at the end of the test, just reinforcing the the ghosts in the machine that, that that keep driving West Indies to overachieve against England on home soil. And uh, you know, last time this happened in 2009. Um, you know, England 51 all out in, in, in Jamaica and then West Indies spent the rest of that series clinging on for dear life but they showed sufficient tenacity in, was it three, two, three tests to ensure the 1-0 win and uh, the rest is history and, you know, they, they're perfectly capable that, of doing the same. That was, that was when Strauss had a, had a bit of a, a phobia about... He retire, wanted to set 628 in most at least two of those test matches or at least one of those test matches the West Indies were clinging on nine or eight or nine they down were, yeah. as the sun set you know 
Yeah, one was a bit unexpected. But they did. But they did I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. But it was kind of. I remember remember being quite annoyed about it at the time. Well, there was one. There was the, we let the cautiousness let, uh, of our of our. We let KP get a hundred, didn't we? And whether that whether that was a harbinger of issues to come, who knows? But well, issues been actually because he'd already had his fallout, hadn't he? West Indies are a one nil up and the chase is on. I'm not talking about Roston. Um, <laughs> so there we go. England's bumper year has got off to an underwhelming start. Um, perhaps they're attempting to get the bum notes out early. Uh, I'm sure they'll be in tune by the time the World Cup song comes out, <laughs> which incidentally the ECB are working on. Uh, are they? Uh, switch it scoop for you. Uh, wow. Yeah. Amazing scenes. Um, next up, it's the Ballad of North Sound, uh, for which we'll have Miller and Butch back on harmonies once again uh, my thanks to them and to you for listening to the switch podcast on espncrickinfo.com